0: Welcome back everybody. This is episode 10 of Clappercast. I'm Sean. I'm Burke. And we are here today celebrating double digits in our episode count. Woo! So go us. That's pretty awesome. And it's St. Paddy's Day today. So wear your green, drink your alcohol, have a good time. Have your alcohols. Yes. It's very important, especially on a Sunday when
1: it's St. Patrick's Day. So it was pretty cool yesterday that the Bruins had um, notorious Conor McGregor drop the puck.
0: Yeah, I saw, I saw the little bit of a uh, locker room pep talk he gave the the Bruins. Walks right into the locker room, steps all over the logo.
1: <laughs> yeah, good luck. I saw a tweet from like somebody said, good luck, telling him not to step on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, Pretty who on, who
0: on that team would stand the best chance against him? Chara, I, I have to think so. <laughs> I mean. Are we saying only? I guess the other condition is can only one person at a time attack him. No, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. It's fair game. I think it's, it's got to be like a video game where the enemies come in waves, so he can only yeah. one at a time. Horde mode. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, if there's gonna be a place for him to do that. It's Boston. Yep. I guess Chicago would work too. Honorary but...
0: mention to Philly. Yeah. Just the whole personality <laughs> thing.
1: It's uh, pretty cool though. Um,
0: Good exposure for the sport. I mean, yeah, he's an untapped. He's a, he's a bit of an untapped market for for getting hot like hockey fans
1: yeah i know he did like a opening day pitch or not opening day but a um first pitch of some game in the mlb last year i think might have been the yankees or something I, I can't remember but it's pretty cool
0: yeah and then of course um we saw brad marchand do that strut thing he does
1: <laughs> yeah whatever that, it is that weird strut walk <laughs> where he swings his arms wildly after he scored the OT winner
0: and, it's pretty uh, cool. of course of everybody who would have the chance to do that on that night it's Brad
1: Marchand who immediately pulls it off perfectly so he's shout so out to insane him insane in overtime by the way Brad Marchand yeah. he just scores all the time he's so deadly in, in OT it's just he's so good yeah I guess it's probably because he's good on the power uh, the penalty kill and yeah. he's got power play time, so he's... Well, he's
0: got kind of everything you need. Like, he's got the speed, he's got the shot, he's got the strength. Like, he's got the hands. Like, oh, it's yeah, perfect. quick shot. And I imagine he plays with Bergeron a lot, too, which means they have the puck all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, make sure everybody goes and gets drinks that are food coloring. Yes. In them Just dump a bunch
0: of food coloring into you, whatever it is.
1: Got to have those green peas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs>
0: wake up the next morning thinking you're going to die.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, a few things we wanted to bring up this week. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go
0: straight into another wild card spot update. I think. Playoff race is heating up. Yeah, for it's, sure. You know, teams are starting to get eliminated. Tampa's still the only team to clinch. I think probably a couple teams getting close though, yeah, especially probably. in the West. Yeah. So that's what we'll start is in the West and for right now um, the Pacific division is mostly set. I don't think there's much of a competition for the division spots, so I won't bother mentioning them. <laughs> and, um, but in the central division, St. Louis is currently at 81 points, which puts them two points ahead of the first wild card, which is Dallas at 79. So they can take that. And Arizona's in the second wildcard spot with 78 points right now.
1: I hope they stay there.
0: That's quite the story.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was like nobody on their team has more than 30 points or something.
0: One person does. Yeah, who That's, is
1: that? Is it Galchenyuk? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was hurt for a little while, yeah. so I don't know. But just kind of like everybody's contributing. It's it's con- it's scoring by committee. They've, yeah. got,
0: they've got six or seven, ten goal scorers. Nobody, I think it's galchenyuk has the most 17 now i think i think he overtook richardson yesterday
1: (laughs) yeah richardson (laughs) yeah leading
0: leading goal scorer brad richardson like who would have thought that yeah who would even like you could tell elliot friedman said this yesterday like if you had told him that like yesterday he still wouldn't believe it yeah that brad richardson is leading a team and scoring after 71 games with 16 goals that's absurd
1: everybody's hurt all the time yeah so Um,
0: every season we end up with like one team that's just this hard-working squad that somehow stumbles into the playoffs on effort like we had Colorado that one year under Patrick Waugh and we had Calgary with Bob Hartley
1: yeah just firing on all cylinders everybody's chipping in where they can and I don't know if they're a team that rolls all four lines but I wouldn't be surprised if they were i mean they basically have four fourth lines <laughs> yeah so <laughs> really a team of like second third line guys yeah
0: and... and they're they're making it work yeah which is you know good for them like it's been seven years since they've been in the playoffs
1: yeah but so. uh quick shout out to connor mcdavid for making oliver ekman larson look like a pylon last <laughs> oh, night god yeah
0: <laughs> see it's all those it's too many last names it slows you down
1: yeah <laughs> yeah you can't have a hype so need. yeah that's why Nuge is so slow, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but that was like ekman Larson is a unreal defenseman. He's fast. He's good on the puck, and McDavid just went right past him.
1: Yeah, he just flew by.
0: Like I don't know if he just got him on the on the turnaround or what, but
1: caught him flat-footed. Yeah. Looked like that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't downplay the speed of McDavid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Can beat you every single time too yeah unless you're catching them off at the end of like a 10 minute shift
1: or well, unless you haul them down there's no penalty call yeah un- unless you're
0: unless you're like pk suban and just kind of like hook them in you know water or uh, water ski behind them <laughs> for a while
1: yeah yeah <laughs> so how else is the race looking yeah
0: so after arizona we've got minnesota there now in the first spot out of the wild card at 76. Um, Chicago is at 73, Colorado 72, Edmonton 71. So I mentioned those teams just because stranger things have happened. It's still 6-7 points in 11 games. So if a whole bunch of teams decide to go 0-11. Then someone could sneak up.
1: I know Minnesota has been struggling recently. After, after their guarantee. Yeah, Boudreaux has guaranteed them a, sp- a playoff spot. So yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: It's going to be close. It's going to come down to the end here.
1: They're always in that middle area they're just mediocre
0: remember calgary from like 2006 to 2014 where they same were just idea. like they were fighting for the eighth spot every single year they never they never did great but they never actually got the draft picks they needed to rebuild so they yeah. kind of like stuck around in mediocrity for a while yeah
1: exact same
0: yeah and so, i mean is if if minnesota misses the playoffs is Boudreau gonna get fired is this kind of the end after... i think so yeah
1: I think so, especially after that guarantee and Very his true. comments about, like, what's been going on with the general manager. They've been con- they've been in conflict. Well, um, when when they traded for Kevin Fiala, and they got rid of, um, what's his name? Granlund. Granlund, yeah. Boudreau made a comment saying, "Like, let's see if this hype is all." real or something about fiala
0: This is kind of like a passive aggressive remark there yeah
1: like you gave away my best scorer. yeah for kevin fiala
0: yeah so. to be fair though fiala's been doing okay i think yeah yeah he has He's been doing better than we anticipated
1: but i just think there's might be something there to a bit of a rift between yeah. management and coaching and
0: i guess too on that boudreaux has been given giving more like sarcastic interview answers in the last few (laughs) weeks, couple months here.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's kind of always been like that, but yeah, he's definitely...
0: Maybe they're just getting more publicity now that he's supposed to be upset.
1: He's definitely seems like there's a lot more sound bites of him. Like that fire thing, you know, I'll sleep through the fire alarm. Yeah. And then how do you stop Patrick Kane? You don't (laughs) let him play. Yeah. Just stuff like that. I don't know
0: fed up with answering dumb questions (laughs) yeah i mean that's kind of his
1: personality but (laughs) um i think he'll probably get canned at the end of the season it's
0: probably about that time and with that new gm coming in making alterations that were supposed to be tweaks but he's basically dismantling like surrounding core pieces well who's next it's going to be boudreau probably because how many years has he been there and they haven't really gone past the first round yeah. They're just kind of sneaking in in like a wild card every year and losing.
1: Yeah, the state of hockey needs needs to be better than it that. It needs
0: to be it needs to be more hockey.
1: Yeah. I think um he'll probably get fired no matter what happens, because I don't think they're gonna win the cup. No. And I don't think, I don't they're, think they're built to go past the first round. No. And so. like
0: look at who's their who are their main core players? Is it still Suter and Parisi? Install, I guess. And, and stall so they're getting up there in age they're not going to be yeah and i mean suitor he's still good and i think he plays a lot but he's not the defenseman he was five years ago
1: yeah i mean they have some younger demon now <clears throat> but i think those contracts are a bit of albatrosses so we'll they're see kind of what stuck. happens with them but it feels like they're kind of stuck where they are forever they're in like purgatory yeah yeah great way to put it either seventh eighth seed or missed playoffs by AC sea hair yeah so yeah i think the writing's kind of on the wall for boudreau here they probably want somebody new i don't I know who so. that will be though
0: yeah like there's always these guys that are in every single coaching discussion from like up-and-coming coaches from the juniors or from the ahl so imagine there's probably somebody that will fit what they want
1: Yeah, and it's a bit more appealing than, like, Ottawa would be. Exactly. So... You
0: know, you've got a team with a little bit of a reputation. They're they're a good franchise. They've had some success in their short time.
1: Yeah. And uh, where did you say Colorado was in the playoff race? Colorado is
0: 72 points. They're six points back with two teams in front.
1: Okay. So
0: they're not looking too promising. No. And, I mean... Moving up the list one to Chicago at 73. They're only five points out.
1: That's so, so surprising. Like I was going to say. the start that they had, Like how, how that bad turn? they were for yeah. like the first month or so after they got Colleton. Yeah. And Patrick Kane is just trying to will them into playoffs. Basically.
0: Have you seen that Eric Gustafson too? No. He's basically point per game this season. Wow. And I think in the last... Thirty-eight-ish games, he's got thirty-eight points. He's wow! One of, he's the high, he's the second highest scoring defenseman over that stretch.
1: And Strom and DeBrinket have kind of got their junior chemistry back.
0: Yeah. And DeBrinket's about to set a record for like most goals by his twenty-first birthday or whatever it
1: was. Wow! In in Chicago. Yeah, and then they got Crawford back, and he got a shutout I think last night. Yeah, or he's been the night
0: before. He's been core, he's been Corey Crawford. He's been unreal.
1: Yeah, they definitely need missed. Missed having a good goalie. Yeah. Um, I think Dalia had some moments of brilliance, but I th- saw some reports that his rebound control was a bit shaky. So sending him back down to the minors should be good for his development.
0: Very. Especially, I mean, if they, if they need any any story, is the story of Corey Crawford in Chicago, who never really made the team until he was in his late twenties. Yeah.
1: So. Well, the new story with him is is going to be concussions yeah because he's battled them before and i know on this last one that they asked him like you sure you want to keep playing like, i have no issues i'm going to continue to play yes yeah. so
0: you know you always, you always wonder but you always you also have to place faith that the doctors and the player aren't going to like risk their future for <laughs> for that
1: yeah but just knowing like the mindset of an athlete they're going to keep playing no matter what yeah and that's all they know how to do yeah so they want to just that's their life right so exactly
0: and we've seen in the past how the the team kind of pushes players back like to push players to play through it that's kind of the expectation yeah and it kind of sets this weird mindset that the player can't like say put their foot down and say like okay i'm hurt i can't play
1: yeah i saw a report that ryan kessler might be done for the season he just passed 1,000 games, and I think he might be done for good.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this last week, how he's basically a—he's just broken at this point.
1: Yeah, so I think he might be hanging him up, not with a bang but with a whimper sort of because yeah, kind of just played when he could, wasn't playing really that great, hit his milestone. I think that milestone must have been pretty important to him. And I now, have to imagine after he gets so and close. And now he's just taking it off did like, they
0: say what the injury was was it that hip
1: probably the hip i just saw a report that said ryan kessler is out for the rest of the season yeah. or something like that i
0: have to imagine that's probably it unless it's something that can be fixed and he kind of comes back for a little bit tries to gives it a, gives it a go in training camp in the preseason yeah so, i mean he's gonna have a long off season to heal <laughs> and half, at I-
1: this point <laughs> what's the real point
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. So. It was like it was like last year. I mean, Clefbaum had playing hurt in Edmonton all season with a screwed up shoulder, and as soon as the Oilers were kind of more mathematically eliminated, they shut him down uh, yeah. like a month early or something.
1: Might as well, right? Exactly. There's no real point to continue to potentially aggravate the injury and make it worse. Yeah.
0: And then when the players playing at like twenty five percent.
1: Yeah, like Loui Eriksson, fifty percent
0: old man hips over there (laughs) yeah yeah so then we can look at two at the west's um division leading spots just to kind of see because it's not a race for the for which it's just kind of figuring out the placement so in the pacific division calgary's at 95 san jose's at 94 they both have the same amount of games played Right. That's going to be a good race, and that's going to be competitive because, like I talked about last week, they're not going to want to play Vegas in the first round. Definitely not. Versus whichever of Dallas, Arizona, Minnesota, or Chicago stumbles into the West wild card.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to play Vegas. For sure.
0: That's, that's just going to be the worst. That's going to be such a hard matchup.
1: I would like to see San Jose play Vegas again. Rematch? Yeah. I think so. Because before Vegas played San Jose, they played L.A. Right?
0: Yeah, they swapped L.A.
1: San Jose gave them a bit more of a fight, but so not be, enough. Yeah, I'd like to see them go at it again. Yeah, and it'd just be a good series. Because
0: San well, Jose's
1: high-powered offensive. And you'd have Carlson, the good Carlson, <laughs> the best Carlson. How many
0: Carlsons in that series? <laughs>
1: versus Stone oh that would be that would that's be a good very story interesting. media
0: media people that's a good story get on that
1: yeah so you'd have yeah
0: you'd have but with calgary you'd have stone against stone that's true that's <laughs> very true brothers yes <laughs> and the other stone is now back i just saw that he came back yeah from a blood clot that had been bothering him for months
1: yeah so that series you'd have eric carlson Malker carlson william. william carlson yep isn't there another Carlson on the Sharks, too? I feel like there is. I'm pretty sure they have three.
0: I'm, I feel like there has been or is at some point, and I can't remember. Is it the one that they just traded for? I think. Or did the one they give up to Vancouver? I how, don't know. How is that trade? Dallin for a Carlson, I think.
1: Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh...
0: So they only ha- they might only have two now.
1: Okay. Well, so how much three. do you think
0: uh, they would need to give up to get John Carlson?
1: <laughs> um, A lot. <laughs> Would it be Eric Carlson? <laughs> um, probably. Who would they want? <laughs> Maybe Timo Meyer.
0: Yeah, I mean they need a defenseman to replace, but Timo Meyer is a good, good young forward, scoring guy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to lose John Carlson. <laughs> he just signed that giant contract. I don't want to think about this. I wouldn't want Eric Carlson, although the Caps were in. Rumors last year, about yeah, about being in on him. I, rem-
0: I remember that, and we were all kind of confused, like, how are they gonna fit oh, him? Like, under what the cat? fuck?
1: What are they gonna get? Give up for him? Yeah,
0: that's that's a bit of a bit of a reach. Yeah, but I guess then we see what sounds they gave up for him, and you realize it might not have been as bad as we thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see either of those matchups would be good.
0: Oh, for sure. And you know, here's another thing that's gonna be. We'll talk about Calgary now. And what's going to be really, really fun to watch them in the playoffs is this amazing third period they have going on in their in their season. Um, so right now, in third period of, of all of their games, Calgary has a plus 50 goal differential. <laughs> so currently, their game breakdown per period, in the first period, they have 70 goals for and 70 goals against. In the second period, 76 goals for, 73 against. And in the third period, 105 goals for, 56 against. It's just crazy how it breaks down like that. I can't believe... Like, I saw that. I knew they had a high uh, high goal differential, but I didn't realize how even the other two periods were. And it's just this anomaly third.
1: Yeah, so they're pretty equal through the first two periods, and then they just take... They switch into, like, fucking top gear in the third period. Exactly.
0: And I know a couple of... I know some of that... Is due to like a handful of really high scoring third periods where they put up like six or something. But even, even you count four of those in, they're still plus 25 compared to plus three in the other two periods combined. So I was thinking about this like, how is this going to, like, this is going to be huge for their confidence going into the playoffs. And how is this going to affect how teams approach them in the playoffs, too? Because you think about how Calgary comes out storming in the thirds, like, our team's going to be able to sit back and protect the lead like they always do.
1: Yeah. Plus, if they play so well in the third, like if you have a, if you come out fast, you might be better off to save some of that energy for the third period yeah. to defend against. Yeah. Game energy is going to
0: be huge to, to maintain that. So, that do pressure. you want to
1: get out ahead and have a few goals, or do you want to just try and battle it out, and keep it low scoring, and then, I don't know. Yeah. And to and, think
0: about this from Calgary's perspective, like how is that for confidence? They yeah. know going into a third period down one that they're, oh, yeah, we can go score six goals we've done it in the past. <laughs> yeah, and also... <laughs> Johnny, where you at? <laughs> but,
1: but does that translate to playoffs, right? Like, it's a different beast, so... I don't know. It's hard to say, but it's... How much playoff experience do they have on that team? Not much. they made it... Did they made it recently? They made it, what, like three years I'm ago?
0: Pretty, I'm pretty sure... Well, they made it the last... No, they didn't last year. I don't think. They didn't make it last year. They did the year before because I got swept by Anaheim in the first round.
1: Right, and then Anaheim played Edmonton? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I don't think they made it last season.
1: No, I think Winnipeg was the only Western Canadian team in it.
0: Yeah, so they made it a couple years ago. They've got a little bit of experience, but I think most of their core is younger. So it's um, just Giordano. Giordano, Mike Smith. Took Arizona to or Phoenix, I guess, at the time, to the conference final, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah, usually like,
1: sixteen playoff games or something.
0: Yeah. So they don't have a lot of experience, but they've got that youthful energy and confidence that might help.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got got a lot of really well performing forwards, I think. I don't think it'll be an issue for them to be in playoffs. Like I don't think they'll have that nervousness. No, and just coming off such a dominant season. Yeah, I mean they they were expected
0: to be in the playoffs, but not the division lead. Yeah, definitely not. So I f- I penned them in as a wild card, as a as a for sure wild card team, maybe third division.
1: I think it's going to come down to goaltending for them. Exactly yeah. playoffs. If Mike Smith plays, if he plays he did in that Phoenix team if, to if get Mike to the Smith conference finals, or if he's old like, magic. Like he plays now. Yeah. Or if Riddick plays, if he can play like he has in the season, or if he plays shitty.
0: Yeah, and that's all it takes is goalie sucks. Isn't
1: that what happened when they had Elliot? They just let in like the worst goals. Isn't that what happened when they played yeah. in playoffs last? I think I think a lot of it was S- soft, weak yeah. goals. and. Demoralizes a team. Lose, so. yeah, a team loses confidence in the goalie and suddenly they can't play. If they can wear those um classic like eighties flames jerseys. Like those red and yellow. Those are I those are up there for the best jerseys in the league. I do like them. And that's that must that's saying a lot as an Edmonton fan. It it, to, it really I mean, does.
0: I like to I like to think I'm pretty objective in opinions on things, so
1: those I jerseys are pretty dope yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's really funny how many teams had like really cool jerseys through like the 80s early 90s and then that early 2000s stage when like all these logos started popping up in different color schemes just showed up and you end up with like that horse stampede head that calgary had
1: yeah that's and... weird i had one of those as a kid really yeah that's gross i had a family member who would bought buy me jerseys all the time okay and they bought me one of those Calgary horsehead ones, the black <laughs> ones. And then they also bought me a black Chicago Blackhawks one, which is actually, I wish they bring that back. Black. It, has, oh, the, I think it so. has the regular logo, but it's black.
0: I think I remember that. And it like, has
1: like red and white stripes on the bottom and yeah. on the sleeves. I think that was fucking like the cool
0: Amante, Eric Daze days.
1: Yeah, they're fucking cool jerseys. I agree, I, I agree. I I mean, Chicago, like any original six team, their jerseys are just... Refined, they're just classics. Like you can't go wrong. I hate the Rangers. Their the jerseys are dope. Um, Leafs jerseys are nice. jerseys, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Rangers, the Rangers crest is cool. Yeah, that's the one one crest logo. I don't mind. And their angled lettering is cool. And that's been copied all over the place. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were the first to do that, but it it looks nice.
0: I think a lot of I think a lot of those early teams had um, words, like, I mean, look at the St. Pat's. Yeah. The older and older the style Arenas. was more like handwritten, handwritten uh, team name.
1: Yeah, it was probably easier to sew than the logo would be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, just the Rangers, it's just a classic. I mean, you picture Messier and Gretzky and like Brian I, mean, I see them in
0: different jerseys, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, Brian Leach. Brian <laughs> Brian, Leach. Brian
0: Leach was an oiler technically. Oh yeah. For I'm a, not even kidding. He really was, he was technically an Oiler for a very short period of time. He never played. Oh okay. I think it was well, I think it go. was like a trade for him and then flip him or he left before they signed him or something. It was like a okay. trade right. So it was when he went from I think it was when he went from New York to Toronto. Oh like Edmonton traded for his rights and then he never signed and went to Toronto. Yeah.
1: Something like that. And uh Detroit's one of my all time faves. I love their jerseys.
0: Their lo- I like their logo
1: it's just cool it is
0: it's a cool design and you actually ha- like you see what it is you think it's just a wing but then you look closer and it's like a, a wheel like the motor city yeah and, and it's um, got the flames and it looks cool
1: the uh isn't it feathers it's probably but it looks like a flame right <laughs> yeah it looks it, like it's a tire a wing on fire of, like of course it's, a, it's tire. a very suiting image for detroit right? <laughs> it's a tire on fire yeah. <laughs> No, yeah like it's it's, it's very clearly a wing, a wing
0: but yeah. it looks like a wheel with fire behind it
1: I think Detroit's one of those jerseys where it, it's a flip up in my head between what's nicer the white jersey or the red jersey so white mm. jerseys just as good and that's not common in jerseys where no. you think the visitor and, and home jersey are equally as nice
0: yeah I'm very strongly in favor of the the colors being the better jersey
1: yeah, and I wish that you would be able to wear colors against colors, if it's not a clash. Yeah, but yeah, Detroit, like I said, is that white jersey is just as it's nice. It's clean. Yeah, it just
0: it looks clean. It looks good.
1: And like, same could be said for any of those original six teams. They're just classic jerseys, and back in the day when they wore white at home, you know, it, it just made that impression that that's the team's jersey. Right. Um. But, yeah, I mean, how do we even get on this? We're talking about the Flames, those jerseys. Flames jerseys, right. <laughs> what are your top five jerseys in the NHL right now? Right now? Active jerseys.
0: Ooh, active jerseys. Okay. Um, Chicago. Chicago's colors. Yeah. yeah. Um, I and like San Jose because they use a different type of blue. And I do like their logo.
1: So you like their, like, teal jerseys? Yeah.
0: Okay. I like their teal jerseys. I have to go Edmonton's pylon jerseys.
1: You just, like the orange?
0: Yeah, I do. I it's it's a very vibrant and a, <laughs> an intrusive orange. Right. But I do like it because it's just not it's just a different color. It's just something different that stands out. Yeah. And I do I do like not having just a blue jersey. Yeah. Um now now that I've had time to grow on them, I do like Vegas' home jersey. The gray, I like the color scheme, I like the gloves It's it The reflective, like, it. Yeah.
1: More like gold Yeah, is that I, five? That's four or Is there anything else that you really like?
0: I'm trying to think That Caps alternate
1: I like the Caps yeah. alternate too It's just, a it's lot. different,
0: it's a different logo
1: It's just so, like, 70s Yeah, it's, it's got cool.
0: that retro look But it's a different logo, it's a bit unique
1: Yep What about anything else you can think of? I know that was five, but
0: Yeah, not off the top of my head
1: yeah. Those those are the ones that stand out to me anyways. What do you got? Um, well the caps third th- that retro stars jersey. Um not Dallas Stars, but you know, the stars <laughs> on the sleeves. Um I I really like Detroit's jerseys. I'll put one of them in there. Doesn't matter which one. I like both all of the above. Um I like Calgary's jersey, their retro jersey. And I like Edmonton's blue jerseys. Yeah, they're alternate this season. I wish that those were their <laughs> primary jerseys. I like I like those a lot. Yeah. That's just like Edmonton to me. It is. It's the more traditional Edmonton. The jersey. traditional jersey. That I wish we, we, we got rid of those. That hard. I think that that orange is really hard to look at. It is. <laughs> so I wish that they would switch because those jerseys are mint. I love those yeah. ones. I will
0: say one more comment about those orange jerseys that I do really like. Or maybe this is just all jerseys I've never looked too close to the numbers, but the the Oilers orange jerseys have, um, the numbers on the back have just like white spots in the blue, and yeah. it looks really really cool, and it helps. It just looks so good, and I don't know why. What makes what's difference? It's like speckled or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go on.
1: <laughs> and um, to round it out, there's a few jerseys that I that I really like. Maybe I'll give some honorable mentions here before number five. Um. I like the wild. Yep. Their jerseys are just. I do. Cool. Like, they're. Unique color scheme. Unique. Um, I also like, you know, all the classics, basically original six. Yeah. And then I think number five. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of w- walked my way into a corner here. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I got to go with the Winnipeg Jets winter classic jersey. Okay. I, I don't know if they're using that this year, but if they are.
0: I don't think they played outdoor this year, but.
1: But you know what I'm talking about, right? It's the classic Jets logo. The old, the one they used in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it has like the, the big circle. Yeah. Yeah. I like that logo. It's and the blue, cool. the blue, not the white. I like the blue one. Yeah. Those are nice. Their their current alternate is complete ass though. <laughs>
0: the baby blue with like the soft handwriting.
1: The color is fine but it's just it looks like a beer league team. It does. I it's don't like not it. Not nice. And their their primary jerseys are okay. So,
0: and it also looks exactly like Tampa Bay for some reason. I think is that the one we're getting mixed up. They look like Oh, uh, Is that Toronto? That looks like Toronto
1: Tampa. looks exactly like Tampa Bay or <laughs> to put it more accurately tampa bay looks exactly like toronto good point point. and they wore their home jerseys in toronto when they stomped them so it was kind of funny yeah i was like which team are we cheering for here and speaking of that when they got stomped by tampa toronto had the worst goal against i think i've ever seen ever watching hockey
0: yes we will get onto that when <laughs> we get to the eastern conference but <laughs> it was completely a- after this uh, 20 minute segue of jersey talk <laughs> yeah um, we'll go back to the Western Conference playoff uh, rankings to look at the Central Division. Um, so right now we've got Winnipeg at 88 points, Nashville at 87, fighting for that division lead. So, again, I mean, Winnipeg's kind of had some trouble lately. Nashville seems to have fallen off, too, if they still haven't passed Winnipeg. Who's in the third spot? St. Louis at 81. Okay. So they've got 1-2 locked up between those two. It's just a matter of who who finishes where. Yeah, who plays who. Same, same thing as the Pacific. Oh, yeah. So, this one's just not as bad because I don't think... I mean, you probably don't want to play St. Louis if you're coming in hot, but it's not as big of a deal as Vegas, I don't think. Yeah. So, and I think that there's not a whole lot to say there, so we can move straight over to the East now. Um, the, (laughs) The Atlantic Division playoff spots are set, so they're not really a factor in the wild card. But in the Metro, we've got... The Islanders holding the second wild card or the second division spot at eighty nine points. Pittsburgh holding the third division spot at eighty seven. And then Carolina in the first wild card at eighty five. Columbus at eighty four in the second wild card. So Columbus has now pushed themselves into a playoff spot. And looking down, Montreal is the first team out at eighty one points.
1: And they play each other, I think, this week.
0: Columbus, Montreal.
1: Oh, never mind. I was thinking of fuck no, never mind. Okay. I was gonna ask you about Philly. Where Philly is? Oh, because Philly they're plays Montreal.
0: Okay, Philly's next at seventy six. Okay, so they've kind of fallen off. They're now eight points out. They're, I think they're probably done. Um, but Montreal even has given themselves a bit of a gap there. Columbus has pulled away, being now three points up, right. which isn't many points, but that's you still have to win two more games basically than the other team to pass. Yeah. So, Columbus is. Slowly putting themselves into a solidified playoff spot. Which, yeah, which after after the stumbling out of the trade deadline with their all in mentality, almost putting themselves out of a playoff spot is probably good news.
1: Who did they play last?
0: Carolina. Yeah, I they think shut they played Carolina. Bobrovsky had like forty eight save shutout or
1: something. Yeah, it was like a career high.
0: Yeah, so now they're only one point back at Carolina for the second for the first wild card spot. And they're only three back of Pittsburgh for the third division spot.
1: Hmm.
0: So that one's gonna that one's gonna be interesting to see um, where the placements end up there.
1: So Islanders are in third right now. Second. Second. Oh, and yeah. Pittsburgh's in third. In third. Okay. Interesting to see if the Cavs can hold on to first because they have a really tough schedule. Um, they have to play Pittsburgh again, I think, and they play Carolina. And they play Tampa Bay twice. Yeah. So this
0: is where you wanted to mention how they played Tampa Bay so often. Yeah,
1: they just played Tampa Bay for the first time yesterday all season since Game 7 of last year's Eastern Conference Final. Yep. It's unbelievable to me that they haven't played since since then. It's crazy. And they play all three of their games within the span of two weeks. <laughs> I I think that's pretty short-sighted to do that That's
0: so it's so weird to not spread that out or it's just it just bashed them all together like that
1: yeah i uh... they even played
0: vegas like the first game or two of the season <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i think it's pretty dumb um and tampa's so strong i mean we gave him a pretty good fight yesterday it was 6-3 i think but that doesn't really tell the story of how close the game was
0: yeah there there are a lot of good chances a couple of posts so
1: it was like Two zero, then it was two one, then three one, then I think three two, and then four two, and then four <laughs> three, and then when the Cavs had their goalie pulled, they had a weird bounce and Oh right, yeah, that Tampa wanted... got an empty netter, and then they got one more.
0: Yeah, we're seeing a lot of stanchion bounces recently here. Yeah, you gotta wonder why they're not developed, why they haven't developed like a flush standard or stanchion yet.
1: Yeah, it that must would be just... something with, like, the plexiglass it needs, I like, guess. stability or something. I don't know, but you'd think that that would be a pressing issue because you see that probably, like, once a month where there's just, like, a crazy bounce and it leads yeah. to a goal.
0: Yeah, it just, you know, right right, right on the half wall, it bounces. It somehow catches the stanchion and slides right out yeah. into the slot.
1: And the fact that... Um, Different arenas have like different bounces off the backboards and stuff, so the home team knows like <laughs> well, yeah, those old with they Joel Lewis, right? Yeah, the
0: boards there were <laughs> lively. That was the Nick Lidstrom smashing it wide on purpose off the
1: end boards. Exactly. So it's just weird that it's not uniform. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's Caps have a tough schedule. Um, I think it's one of the. I think it might be the toughest schedule as far as point percentage yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that that's where it gets like skewed a bit because. They play all. They play three games against Tampa Bay, so of course their points percentage is going to be way higher yeah, than the rest.
1: But they also play, I think, like seven games against teams in playoff position currently. Yeah.
0: So and it's... these are important games. We'll say if not for them, for the teams playing for the playoff spots, because Washington's got their spot pretty much solidified, unless they somehow lose every single game.
1: Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> um, that would be a bit rough. Yeah. So I I think it's just important for capitals going into playoffs to beat tampa hopefully two out of three times now but
0: if not they're going to have a good chance to learn about the team and how to play them because there's a very real possibility that they play again in the playoffs i think
1: it's going to be important for their psychology to beat a team that good so close to playoffs Yep, we can beat the best team in the league we can beat this team of course best of seven and uh, I also wanted to mention that Ovechkin's at forty eight goals now.
0: Yeah, so he had a good game yesterday.
1: Yeah, he got two in that game, and he had been he had been pretty cold for a little while, as he usually does. And then he makes like a fat push for yeah the end of the season.
0: Yeah, last last handful of games, he usually puts but up a whole bunch. he's been
1: playing like really unselfishly lately. He's been passing a lot, and you know, feeding guys for like empty net goals and stuff. So he's not just goal hungry. Yeah, he's just getting there naturally which yeah. is nice which is cool yeah
0: yeah so uh, we already talked about the metro division for the division lead so I mean Washington at 91 Islanders at 89 that's still a pretty good fight yeah um, and it could go either way if the Islanders kind of pick it up again
1: I mean who who's in wildcard 2 spot who, who's Columbus Columbus could, could have be a more a Wild
0: wildcard 1 Tampa Bay's gonna. Oh yeah, wild one. Wildcard two, one. Yeah, so, yeah. you'll be you're looking at Carolina right
1: now. Okay. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think so. You mentioned the Atlantic, um, being kind of all wrapped up, but I wanted to mention that Toronto, has been, pretty bad lately. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we mentioned they got that, fucking ridiculous goal scored against oh, them. Oh man, that was terrible. Shorthanded. So.
0: First we'll say like Tampa Bay's pretty much got the President's trophy locked up. They're well they've got like a almost a twenty point lead on. Oh, like hundred and thirty points right now or something. <laughs> uh, why not? <laughs> um yeah, they've got like a twenty point lead on second mm-hmm. in the league at like pretty much. So <laughs> the Atlantic Division two spot is Boston at ninety five, and now Toronto's four points back at ninety one. So Boston doing great as usual. Yeah. Toronto stumbling into the playoffs at the end of the season here.
1: They're really, yeah. I mean, not looking good. Next closest is Montreal, and they're what eighty-one. Yeah, so So they've got their spot locked up. But lucky for them, (laughs) nobody else in the Atlantic is making a push because they are—they're not doing well. Mm. And you see, like all these players complaining about the playoffs format and stuff because it's affecting them now, but it's been affecting the Metro for fucking the last ten years and the Central for the last three or four. However, I mean the metro hasn't been a thing since ten years. But, it, it, well, but since um, it started, basically, yeah, this, it's this been format. it's been crazy. You've had Capitals Penguins fans complaining about this every year, and now it's affecting Toronto fans, so it's a problem. Yeah, so now it now it's an issue. Um, but
0: they can just go back a week. Yeah, like they played Tampa Bay about a week ago, at got home, wore shit white, white, stomped, got shit stomped, and I think. It was capped off by this shorthanded chain. They, they were shorthanded or were they... They were on the power play. On the Toronto power was play. on the power okay. play.
1: They were in Tampa's zone. Riley had the puck at the blue line. He kind of got hooked up a little bit. Nothing too crazy, but he lost. He kind of like flubbed his pass. Yep. Tampa took possession. Absolutely. They had sk- started skating down the ice. They dumped it into Toronto's zone, into the, if, um, if you're Tampa, the right corner far right corner everybody but Riley on Toronto changed for some reason
0: (laughs) which which was really really like you can like they weren't even looking at the play they couldn't have seen what happened
1: Yeah, so it's their number one power play so I think it was Marner Matthews Tavares and I don't know who else plays on that on the left point or right point or whatever but left point I guess so anyway, they all changed, and Riley's the only one left. So Tampa sees that. So what would have been a one-man for checking the puck turns into three men going to the puck. Like how
0: do you give up a three-on-one
1: shorthanded? Yeah, so they beat <laughs> they beat Riley to the puck. They skate behind the net. They pass it out front, and they have a triangle going on. So the guy gets the puck, passes it to the right post. He just taps it in. Yeah. It was ridiculous.
0: It was the dumbest play
1: I have ever seen. A three-on-one shorthanded because of they four-checked and got the puck. Yeah. A three-on-one on a four-check. Like, I'm on someone who has in. seen
0: Patrick Stefan miss the empty net. Um, I saw Sergei, was it Sergei Kostitsyn do that controller disconnect where the entire bench was yelling <laughs> at him to, like, go chase the puck, and he changed instead. Yeah. Like, I've seen some really dumb plays, but that was the dumbest thing I have ever seen a team do.
1: Yeah, and it's worse because it's a team thing. And, like, this is your number... Yeah, it was a and whole team. And you leave your line. D-man to just face that. And, I mean, you can put some blame on the goalie as well because he didn't go to play the puck. Yeah, very true. I mean, if he was on the ball, he probably would have stopped it before the goal line, so he played in the outside that trapezoid. Yeah. But he didn't because, I guess, Tampa was coming with speed. hmm They were ragging it. We now so know. I'll, I'll mention. Yep. And um <laughs> they... uh they beat him there so it was a team-wide fuck-up because Riley when he was skating back was looking right at the ref complaining about that missed call mm-hmm. everybody else skated on goalie didn't play the puck Tampa just took advantage you can't do that against that good of a team no you can't do that against any team
0: yeah just worse you know it's just Tampa's basically a guaranteed goal where
1: Ottawa might not be that was just that does not look like a team that's sitting in a playoff spot to me No, you know fifth in the league how do you let that happen on the power play? Yeah. That is the worst short-handed goal I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it I could be argued to it. be the best, but when you have the team on just change, that's like, again, beer league shit. Yeah. That is exactly men's league it's hockey. Like, yeah,
0: men's league forwards. Uh, pucks out of the offensive zone. I'll head yeah, off now. fuck it. You deal with the d <laughs> defense?
1: Yeah. So if I was... Fucking rally!
0: I'd be pissed off. Well, Hainsey was too. That's what like, because I originally thought Hainsy was on the ice because the commentator was talking about how pissed Hainsy looked on the bench.
1: So he must not have been on that. I don't think he's got on the power play. I doubt it. I don't know. But that was just a terrible. Who his partner was on that? But whoever was playing, like the other, I feel point, like they might throw the Matthews fuck? on the point. <laughs> the shot, anyways. Well, what is their number one unit? They've got Riley,
0: Matthews, Warner, Tavares,
1: fifth guy. Nylander? That one probably No, varies. Nylander's on unit two.
0: Okay. Maybe Kapanen for speed. I think Kapanen was uh, hurt. Okay. I'm just naming off the few players. Because I mean, it would
1: probably be like Gardner when he's not hurt, right? Yeah. But he is hurt. So maybe it was like Zaitsev or. No, Zaitsev's right handed and so is Riley, I think. So. I don't know. Well,
0: Zaitsev's a forward, anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, but it's and just I mean. Fucking
0: brutal. You had that play that terrible play. And then through the rest of the week that they've just been mediocre. They, have I mean, they lost to Ottawa yesterday.
1: Yeah. And it was a kind of a blowout too, wasn't it?
0: It was four one at the end of the second. I didn't see after the third, but that's the worst team in the league and you're heading into the playoffs getting, and you can't beat them. Yeah.
1: I was worried when the Capitals played Ottawa the day after the trade deadline, (laughs) um, because the capitals went down 2-0 but then they stomped them like <laughs> like 6-2 well, yeah, they or scored something like 6-3 goals. Yeah. But Toronto just never did. And, and Zach Smith had a funny quote where he said it was in Ottawa, so you oh. know, there's obviously a lot of Leafs fans there. Yeah. So Zach Smith said, "Yeah, I know we we scored early and we took the fans out of it." Yeah. <laughs> and you just do a, you just do a double take <laughs> and then like I
0: I joked about that later too with you because Edmonton played in Arizona later yeah. that night. And Edmonton scored first, and, like, of course, there's a lot of Oilers fans down in Arizona watching hockey. Yeah. So, you know, you you would think that in the home rank, the away team scoring would be kind of a, you know, crowd muffler. But now Edmonton and Arizona, Edmonton scores first. There's quite a lot of cheering. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Same thing in in Ottawa. A lot of Leafs fans send score first, a lot of cheering.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think Toronto, it might be a case of just, like, too many injuries at once because I think, like... Gardner's out. Yeah, Gardner um, Dermot, Derm, McDerm- yeah, Dermot is out, and Capen out. But you still can't do shit like that. No. Basically, I mean, a full line change. Yeah, and
0: on a Arizona, how many injuries are they dealing with? They, yeah, they're not doing that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that
0: would not happen in Arizona.
1: Yeah, and you have you have too, you're too much of a top heavy team to be losing that badly.
0: Yeah, and you're too top heavy to have your top heavy your top lines doing that
1: like i i don't want to compare them to the caps all the time but like ovechkin plays left point on the power play he wouldn't even do that no he wouldn't even do that like he's played that position long enough to be able to back check and he's actually pretty good like yesterday in that game against tampa he had like a crazy back check and
0: and he was the goalie when they gave up the empty netter. Yeah,
1: he was willing to sacrifice <laughs> he the just body. Stood in, he just stood in front of the he's net. He's been be goalie a lot, actually. Like, he's <laughs> made some sweet saves. Yeah,
0: well, he ends up in that position, so he yeah. just
1: naturally goes there. Yeah, so. but it's just, I don't know. That was just the most bullshit move I've ever seen. And I don't think the coach was calling them for a change. I think they all just went. Yeah. Because they were tired They probably just
0: saw the puck go down. Yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> See ya.
1: Yeah. It's so. like that whole slingshot thing, too. It's... I hate that. I, yeah. Teams are starting to like catch teams doing that.
0: Oh, yeah, because you see, you see the, the shorthanded team it's is now like pushing forward a little bit. It's just like the repetition
1: of a power play. Like, you do the slingshot.
0: You do the same thing enough, and teams will eventually learn yeah, how yeah, to push that. Yeah,
1: you're totally right. That's all they did is they just saw that puck go down. They thought the goalie would get it in the D-man, so they do a quick change. It's just like, okay, well, maybe see what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, that's probably enough uh, shitting on Toronto. Never so enough. Never enough, yeah to an extent I think this was an appropriate amount though. yeah so how about we how about we do some more a quick talk about the department of player safety here uh, again um, yeah Chris highly cerebral humanoid Kreider <laughs> got a fine for I'd say recklessly throwing his arms back and elbowing Patterson in the face yeah dumb like that you want you want to you were wondering last week how you headshot someone from behind well there you go yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, swing your elbow into their face. If, if you
0: swing your arm back, like you're a fucking Ferris wheel.
1: Yeah, that's and that's he gets uh, a fine. Was it a max fine though?
0: I don't even. I don't even know. I think it was like.
1: Probably the max fine.
0: Yeah, it's usually a max fine.
1: That that makes everyone feel better. Yeah. Like the minimum fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. The maximum fine of four thousand dollars. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty dumb. Like you recklessly swing your arm into someone's head and that's not suspension worthy, really, but protecting yourself yeah
0: but voracek standing there and turning a little bit is two games
1: and that's a big two games for a team trying to make playoffs big yeah like we'll you they... had to miss that game against the caps and they
0: lost yeah and now they're five points out no yep. way <laughs> eight i looked at the wrong team yeah so
1: <laughs> yeah that was dumb um what, what what can you expect, right? Like that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. The
0: you know, we, we thought, okay, you know, they want to set a set a stronger precedent for for high contact and let's you know, let's see where this goes and less than a week later they go Excellent. and do that. So, so much for consistency and all of that. Yeah.
1: I'll find you for one shift's worth of ice time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you showed up to the rink today, so you put in your equipment, that's about the right amount of time there. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Pretty dumb. And, uh, you know, here's more dirty plays. You saw Getzlaff hit McKinnon into the post yesterday. Yeah. Did you see, did he watch the video about that? Pretty dumb. His cross-checks him in the back right into the post. Who, me? Yeah. And then, and then he has the audacity after to go like, what? What did I do?
1: Yeah, I didn't do anything. That was a dive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he jumped into the post back first. You're going to gonna call that. First. Like, You're going to
1: call that. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes, coming from the captain that very frequently on their own team's broadcast is complimented for his um, standing up to players in the and lo- the team diving and <laughs> embellishing calls.
1: That's not ducks hockey. Cross checking people from behind into posts is ducks hockey. I think so.
0: Yeah, that's more appropriate.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty ridiculous. I yeah, I couldn't believe that. I mean, they're not even close to playoffs, so yeah. What more can you ask from them?
0: Yeah, they'll just, uh, you know, fuck shit up.
1: Just try and hurt and star pout. players. Yeah, start poting of teams that still might have a chance.
0: Yeah, Colorado's six points out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's not... It's not unreal. Undoable.
0: Unrealistic, I mean.
1: It's not unreal. I mean, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best situation to be in. I stopped halfway through the word. <laughs> yeah. It's not un-something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I guess two I also wanted to mention. Connor McDavid last night got or not last night, he got a hundred a few games ago. Or a couple or a couple games ago, I mean. Um he hit hundred points for the third straight season. Wow. So the first time since Ovechkin in 08, 09, and ten.
1: So good company.
0: Yeah, that is, and I think the other one was like Jeremy Ronick before that.
1: K R.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But that might have just been because it was like a Chicago broadcast or something. I can't remember why he ended up on there. But
1: yeah, yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah, man. I mean, he's done it on two. So just in case you didn't know, Connor McDavid is pretty good.
0: Uh, he's he he's okay. He, <laughs> has, he has his moments. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, he's got a lot to work on. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a one-dimensional player. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: he's he he's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's but, not a like generational talent no, or anything though
0: he's not he's not easily the most talented he's no chris Kreider. he's yeah.
1: no cerebral humanoid yeah he's
0: not he's not highly cerebral yet. he
1: might be cerebral but he's not highly yeah highly cerebral
0: yeah. yeah i mean still wouldn't say he's the best player in the league i think i, I think, think he it's... is easily the most talented player but i think crosby's still the best
1: yeah it's just that i think it's just like a coin flip yeah who's the best it yeah. depends how you rate them depends on the time of, of the season you're using. yeah yeah i think i think i i
0: factor in that um experience and maturity factor that Crosby's got that he seems to be able leadership. to leadership and leadership that he just takes the team on his back not to say that McDavid doesn't because he is the entire team <laughs> to begin with but Crosby can just turn it up a notch and kick it in going to overdrive yeah and suddenly Pittsburgh's gone from borderline wild card to 6 point lead in on a divisional spot
1: yeah i think um where crosby has mcdavid is the fact that everybody that plays with crosby has like insane seasons everybody yeah And mcdavid i mean he makes everybody better but i don't think it's to the degree of crosby
0: no no it's not because
1: mcdavid does a lot of solo plays where it's like holy fuck who else could do that in the league but Crosby's like holy shit who could make that pass like yeah,
0: ex- exactly yeah so that that's where I
1: think like McDavid
0: is the most talented that he can do the most he's got the most skill and he can do the most with the puck he's got he's the fastest like yeah all of that but I think Crosby for like those types of reasons is still the best
1: yeah like if you wanted to pick one player to do one thing like one-on-one or something it'd be McDavid but Easily. if you wanted to pick someone to like build a team around to go to the cup probably be Crosby that one
0: would even be hard because you got the age factor if you're trying to if you're trying to like build a team around somebody
1: I think Crosby's intangibles just push them pushes them over the edge yeah just you, you give been up, there you give up like the ten years won, like everything yeah. yeah
0: you give up ten years of best player in the league or most talented player in the league over that over the maturity factor
1: yeah yeah, yeah if you had like if you had one shot at it, I think you'd pick Crosby yeah like one year so oh one have... one year I think so yeah. But long term, I mean, you'd want McDavid because yeah, it's so if much you're cheaper. building
0: a franchise, if if you're building like a franchise, you probably go McDavid for the long term. Yeah, but you go for the single season, you go fantasy team Crosby.
1: Yeah, like say they're both UFA's at the end of the season and it's trade deadline, <laughs> and you need one more player. Probably go Crosby. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean it's, that'd be like the hardest decision ever. But oh, for sure.
0: And there is no right answer. It's it's really like you said, like how you how you measure it, and which factors are more more important to you.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if we mentioned it last time, but Crosby hit twelve hundred points. Ovechkin recently hit twelve hundred points, and Malkin hit a thousand. Yeah.
0: And it's you know all within a couple of games of each other. They all broke in the league at the same time. Yeah. Which is really cool that these guys are all competing, like establishing their their all time legacies. And they're setting milestones. Didn't Ovechkin and Malkin do it in the same game? Yeah. Like
1: Yeah. It's just it's it's so cool. <laughs> Very cool. And then there was like this clip that everybody was saying like Crosby was celebrating, like congratulating Ovechkin on hitting that milestone. Right. But it looked like they were like gonna scrap at the beginning <laughs> and then like you could see like Ovechkin like had him like had his arm around Crosby's neck. And you could see him like look at him and be like, "Oh, thanks" or something. <laughs> so just bitter rivals. Yeah, but <laughs> they've always had like that respect for each other, and they've never really like trash talked each other. Yeah,
0: might might get some heat of the moment it's garbage, but that's just normal. Yeah, and like ultimately, they both high highly respect each other for what they've done, and
1: yeah, and you have like the cool stuff where like at the All Star game, Crosby gave that puck to that kid wearing the old Vetchkin jersey, yeah. and then, um. Recently, um, one of the Humboldt survivors met both Crosby and Ovechkin. Probably at the same game. Um, I know, he's wearing like a Crosby jersey, and Ovechkin took a picture with him. Yeah. And when they're in Toronto at the Hall of Hockey Hall of Fame, um, there was this kid that wanted a picture with the Capitals, and he's wearing like a Pittsburgh hat. <laughs> and Ovechkin, like right before the picture was taken, he just like took a kid's hat off. <laughs> That's funny. Just funny stuff that like is. that, but it's like all in good fun. It's not like oh, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, which is which is cool. Like that's the type of sportsmanship that cool you to have, uh, like, like in hockey. The that caliber of players who've entered the league at the same time, and it's always been a storyline like who's better, and they're just hitting milestones at the same time. And yeah. Crosby's obviously done it in a lot less games because he's been injured so much, but. It's gonna be a sad time when they both retire and, and I I worry I kind of worry
0: every year or two about Crosby because you never you never know like I'm not the, I'm not the doctor I'm not involved with the team I don't know what what his health status is at but like just the amount of concussions and they're kind of saying like if you have one or two more like you're not going to be able to come back so you always kind of wonder if like how much of his career he's going to have to retire early on yeah but um hey we'll enjoy him while he's here because he's an absolute treat to watch and somehow he's like the most skilled and best grinder of NHL history. Yeah, he's the best, like, <laughs>
1: which is the power forward yeah. of all time. Like,
0: you wouldn't you wouldn't think like a player of that plays
1: like he does would be as good as he is. He's so good in the corners. Yeah, he's just a thick boy. So. <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's super grindy. Makes f- insane passes. Yeah, I think that's why he's so good. Is like, gets into that shit, but he can like find somebody with the puck from that position
0: of course of course
1: yeah so congratulations to all three of those guys on hitting those milestones
0: huge huge stuff yeah and i think with that we've exhausted the list of things that have happened in the league and uh you know that's absolutely everything that happened i think yeah nothing else that we didn't talk about nothing else happened all that is nothing else matters (laughs) it's all
1: it's all fine yeah
0: so once again uh thank you all for listening um, happy St.
1: Patty's Day. Happy
0: St. Patty's Day, yeah. Go drink those green alcohols. And, uh, yeah, so follow us on, we got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And keep up to date when we upload new episodes, put up a couple blog posts maybe, and see what's going on during the week. So talk to you guys later.